you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Welcome inside the House of Sport, the show about all things local sports in East Tennessee. Uh, I like to help tell the the real stories behind the athletes, coaches, and experts that truly make this town such a great one for sports and athletics. Uh, if you're looking for you know scores and stats, you can go to one of the the radio shows or one of the other podcasts. They they do that much better than I do, but uh, I just really like kind of diving deep with some of these stories. Uh, as a matter of fact, youth football that's uh, obviously very big in the fall here uh, in Knoxville. Uh, when it comes to youth football, Knoxville actually hosts. Uh, I didn't know this till last year actually, uh, but we host the biggest tournament for youth football in the entire country. It's called the Battle in Rocky Top, and uh, Josh Jones is the head coach at Bearden. He was the offensive coordinator at Powell last season, uh, but he's the man behind the uh, tournament. He put it all together several years ago, and now it's grown into something just truly massive. Josh joins me on the show to talk about uh, the tournament, the Battle in Rocky Top, and his experience so far as uh, Bearden's um, head coach. This is his first head coaching season this year. Jabari Small, he's been the man this year so far with Tennessee football. He finished the 2021 season as the Vols' leading rusher, and so far this year, he's absolutely killing it. He got over 120 yards last week against the Florida Gators, and he's already got uh, five touchdowns total this season after just four games. He joins me on the podcast to talk about uh, just what football was like for him as a little kid and what it was like you know, being down on the field for that crazy game last week. First, got to let you know this podcast is presented by Dick's House of Sport. We've got a rock climbing wall, batting cage, track band, golf bays, and outdoor turf playing field with an Olympic-grade track. Come find your passion at Dick's House of Sport. Every season starts at Dick's. Please go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dick's House of Sport, K-N-X. If you're planning to participate in one of our upcoming events, like the uh, big basketball event we've got coming up very soon with Zakai Ziegler and Olivier Kumwa, you're going to want to use a coupon code, HOS Podcast. It's all caps, all one word. You use that when you're paying for the event. Uh, that event's coming up uh, mid-October, by the way. Uh, it's going to save you 20%, just like that. Just want to say thanks for listening to the podcast. Right now, check it in with Josh Jones from Bearden and the Battle in Rocky Top. First off, Josh, if you would, talk about your coaching experience and just why now today you love working with uh, youth football. Yeah, so at the young age of 18, started coaching youth football. I want to say it was an 8U team. I was just helping. Fell in love with it and, and did actually youth football for a total of 21 years. And then uh, five years ago, uh, made the decision to take the leap into high school football. And for four years, I was an offensive coordinator at the high school. And then this past winter, I took my first head coaching job and just love love working with kids, love coaching kids, still got a, some comp- a competitive piece in me. See, you know, they all have goals and ambitions and all that. And you try to just, you know, try to guide them along the way and help them, help them try to get there. Yeah. And, and as a offensive coordinator, you want to stay championship last year. That's, that's gotta be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun season. You know, Hey, they always say, you know, good players will make a good coach, and we certainly, we certainly had some really good players uh, last year. I was able to score a lot of points and win the big game. That was a, that was a great feeling. That was that was a lot of fun, and it, it was funny because on a Friday night we won a state title, and on Saturday morning, the following morning, 
uh, at 9 a.m. I was, you know, interviewing for the head coaching job of the job I currently have. <laughs> That's how it happens in coaching, it seems. Yes. No, no time. No time. to. Uh, the only thing I, I just didn't get any time to enjoy it other than yep. out there on the field with the with the players and coaches. But that was fun. That was, those were memories and moments that I'll that I'll keep with me forever. A lot of fun. Definitely. So in addition to coaching, you run the uh, battle in Rocky Top, pretty much the, the biggest youth football tournament in the country. Talk about what that's like and just, I guess, first of all, what is it exactly? Yeah, so in uh, 2006, you know, I was coaching youth football and I was taking my team, uh, me and my coaches were taking our team, you know, all across the Southeast and Midwest, <laughs> all these tournaments and everything, and uh, just kind of got the the bright idea of, you know, hey, let's, let's you know, let's go one less weekend of travel and bring the, bring the teams to us, so uh, me and my wife, uh, started working on it and, you know, one thing led to another. I'd have never, never dreamed it'd been as big, uh, as it's gotten to, but, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been my passion. Uh, love working with the, the, the youth coaches and seeing all the youth kids when they come to town, how happy they are getting to play this great game, uh, football, you know, we always want, you know, football can grow at the grassroots level. Uh, then it'll, you know, just makes it that much better as they, as they get older through the middle school and high school and college ranks and everything. So uh, just want to always try to put together a good event for the kids, very competitive. Uh, but, you know, it's not just about what, what's unique about our tournament is it's not just for, uh, you know, the high end 12 and 0, never been beat, never been scored on teams. You know, we've got, you know, plenty of rec teams who come who are four and six and just want to come or their kids for a season of hard work and sacrifice. And uh, they just kind of end their season kind of in style with some fun. Yeah, if they win, great. If not, they're just kind of coming for some fun. And we have divisions where we separate those kind of teams so everybody can kind of stay competitive within their own realm. How did it grow so fast? Like, what was there a season where you noticed, like, it went from, I don't know, 16 teams to 32 all of a sudden and, and just yeah. took fire? How, how did it do that? Well, I, you know, surprisingly, our first year was a big tournament. You know, we had 80 teams from 12 states, and that – that was because I, we just spent so much time. You know, we had networked pretty good, you know, in all the tournaments we had went to. Uh, you know, back then, social media wasn't, you know, I think we had MySpace or something. So social media wasn't very popular, you know, so it was very hard to kind of reach out. You had to do a lot of emailing and, and stuff like that to get in touch with coaches to invite them. But I would spend a lot of time, a lot of my day uh, doing that. But we had 80 teams the first year, and then we went all the way to, I want to say, the second year was like around 140, somewhere in that area. Whoa. So, and then after after about year five or six, man, it, it got into the 250, 300 range. A couple things that I credit of, of, the, of the early success, you know, timing's everything, as they say. When we kind of first started the tournament back then, there was other youth football tournaments out there, but the uh, they were pretty much all on Thanksgiving weekend. And if you wanted to play a tournament in youth football, you pretty much had one choice. You had to go – you had you had, well, you had you had numerous choices, but you had one date you could really go, and it was Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, you could go to, you know, Florida or Alabama. There were some big tournaments in some different – Georgia, uh, some big tournaments, you know, even in Tennessee down in Chattanooga. Uh, but there were some big tournaments in different places, but they were all on the same weekend. So I made the idea uh, – I was like, you know what, I'm going I'm to kind of take a leap of faith here and we're going to go the weekend before Thanksgiving and it didn't take no time before the phone call started rolling in man we've been waiting on this forever uh, you know a big tournament that's not on Thanksgiving weekend you know we get our Thanksgivings back and we still get to go travel so I did that I, I credit that and the fact that we do cater to like those teams I just talked those five and five recreation teams or those six and four recreation teams 
that's not out here, you know, trying to prove they're one of the best in the nation or anything. They're just wanting to come have fun, but still be competitive at the same time. What would you say is probably the biggest challenge uh, on your end for putting something like this on? Man, just golly, the planning and the preparation. There's so many details. I mean, it's easy to get the major things right. Nobody's going to, when you're, when you're doing a tournament, nobody's going to forget to do the bracket, you know, uh, or anything like that. But just so many, uh, too many to list small details to where if you forget one, it can turn into a very major thing for you and a big, a big catastrophe for you on the weekend. Uh, there's just so many, I mean, doing this 17 years now, there's still stuff that comes up every year, you know, and you're just like, man, why didn't I think of that? You know? And, uh, but just so many details, the planning and prep it, I don't work on it daily year round, I would say. Uh, but I certainly work on it year round, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, having to go to meetings and such through the winters and springs and summers and things. And, you know, I've got coaches that will reach out to me pretty much year round uh, about the following year and this, that and the other. And what was it told you told me the other day about your missed text messages on your phone? How many was it? Yeah, I had, you know, and, and, and I promise I try to reply to as many as I can. I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhere around about 1700 right now. Yes. Yeah, 1,700 unread text messages. And that's and it's not by design. It's not because I'm ignoring people. It's just, you know, there's only so much time in the day to, to get to them. And I try to, you know, I probably answer 200 to 250 a day. But by the time I answer those 250, it's not like I'm down to, to 1,500, you know, that I've had more come in. So I'm st- I, I kind of still stay, you know, in the 1,700 <laughs> range. But we'll, 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 get, we'll get them answered one by one eventually. I know this is your first season as a head coach, but I'm curious if the planning – and everything you do with this event can help you in your coaching uh, in any way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does the, the organization side of it. There's, there's things that you kind of, you know, there's some universal things that kind of go, you know, hand in hand, uh, you know, as a, as a head football coach, one of the, you know, big things you have to do is, man, you got to be highly organized and you got to be, uh, you know, make, you know, a planner, you know, you got to plan practice every day. You got to plan for so many things, you know, and anytime you're doing an event like this, planning is number one. Uh, you have you have to have all your ducks in a row or or real quick you'll have a catastrophe on your hand and you won't have an event the following year so how is your first season going at Bearden it, it's going great man it's uh you know on the field our record wise we're four and two uh which you know which is not bad we've lost to two of the best three teams you know in the area uh you know being our first year you know I, I've got high aspirate high aspirations you know, I want to win championships and and uh, and things like that. We're at the 6A level, which is the most competitive level for the public schools. Uh, so every single week, no matter who we play, it's a really good opponent. But uh, we, we, we're, we're going to shoot for the stars and uh, we're getting – the main thing, you know, we're getting better. You know, the kids have bought in. They've been great. They've been fun to coach. They've been easy to coach. Uh, Angle set's always been easy, but they've been easy to coach. Uh, and uh, it, it's – we're on the right track. Now, one of the things we love about – uh, Bearden is right now, our, it's our first month of doing the Champions Corner at Dick's House of Sport, where we like to highlight local teams. You can actually see the little backdrop I've got here on Zoom. These yeah. are all local athletes. So yeah. that's something just we'd like to bring a, a, a community flavor to the store. But you guys are our first highlight. So we've got, you know, a, a football mannequin. Uh, there was several champions at Bearden in the athletic yeah. department this past year. So that's been really cool to highlight that. We've been proud to I guess, recognize you guys. You're the closest high school to our yeah. store. Oh, yeah. I, I almost go by on my way home almost every day. I go right by the, the store there, you know, because I, I still live in the Powell area. So I go 
almost right by there every day. But no, we appreciate you guys doing that. That's awesome. That's that's great that you guys, your community outreach has been phenomenal in the area. You guys have have a presence, which is good. It's always good for the you know the, the local schools and local teams to kind of get that exposure and stuff. And uh, we we appreciate you guys doing that. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and then everybody that's coming to, I guess, pre-register is it. Uh, before the tournament starts, they all get a 20% off coupon to use that weekend at Dick's House of Sports. So that's that's always fun. We know it's a, a big weekend, and with so many people coming to town, it's a real boom to the economy, I, I know, right around in this little radius of of spots here in Knoxville. Oh, absolutely. You know, the the you know, uh visit Knoxville, you know, which is our local tourism group here. Uh, their sports department's been phenomenal, you know, Chad Culver and his his group. Um uh, uh, Parker Medley, those guys, and they are huge, huge resource, huge asset for me during the event. They they're one of our major sponsors, just as you guys are. And uh, without without you guys and them, I don't know what I do because you know I have a great staff myself that that I can't live without. But between between all three of us, my staff, you guys, and and visit Knoxville, uh, you know we we kind of like a group effort. I'll put this thing together. Definitely, it, it, it's needed for sure. Well, Josh, best of luck with the tournament and with the uh, Beard and Bulldogs this season. Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, buddy. The Tennessee Vols football team having a great season so far this season, and so much of that is thanks to the performance of their leading rusher and friend to the House of Sport. Here's Jabari Small. With it being an off week, do you guys get more or time off, or is that just you're just off the weekend? We have got a lot, uh, a lot more time off, especially coming off a very physical, physical game. Well, thanks for coming on. I uh, just first up, talk a little bit about the event that you did here at Dick's House of Sport with Cedric Tillman uh, back in the spring. Yeah, that that event with the kids and just being able to. Uh, teach them some knowledge of the game. Um, it was fun, you know what I mean. Anything, anytime I get a chance to be around kids, kids and put my hand on them in a positive light, I embrace that. And the kids were amazing. Uh, Diggs did a very good job of structuring everything. Everything was organized, so it was real fun. Along with said, yeah, we really loved that. Um, it wasn't just one of those things where people are going to get an autograph, but the kids really got to play. And uh, you know, but both of you guys really were great at teaching them stuff and running them through some drills. And I thought it was certainly something they're going to remember for a long time. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I remember when I was a kid in their shoes. So I know how uh, special they probably felt. Hey, quick question that I'm just thinking of. If you as a little kid could have like met somebody and participated in some kind of event, like what you did, who would it be? Uh, As far as a college player back when I was younger, um, it'll probably be uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah, I mean, he was the man, right? Yeah, uh-huh. back in the day. So, hey, I know you're a big part of the uh, the Smoky Mountain Club, which mm-hmm. which we we've been doing some work with those guys, and it's such a cool kind of new concept. Just w- what exactly do you do with them, and do you know how folks can get involved with that? Uh, yeah, so uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, people buying into that uh, club. Uh, Josh Dobbs is kind of the face of it, and basically, it's like an NFT thing uh, where. If you join the NFT or if you sign up for the club, uh, you'll get a lot of access to engage with the players, uh, get memorabilia, uh, jerseys, uh, meet and greets. So a lot of fun things come with it. You just see the other side of the athlete. So it's it's a, it's a good deal for us as well as the fans to engage with each other. Yeah, I like it because, you know, there's collectives that people will give money to or whatever. But this is something, you know, you could be a fan in Memphis and it's a way you could really kind of get on there and interact with some of the right. athletes. It's pretty cool. 
Right. It definitely is pretty cool. I like the way uh, they, they're handling that and uh, very they communicate with us well. So uh, anything they ask of us, we'll do with a smile on our face. And uh, they understand our schedules as well. Like I said before, Josh Dobbs has a, a whole job uh, in, in the professional league of his own. So he definitely understands. So anytime we get a message from them or anytime we could get any information from him, we're happy to do that. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned the really physical game you just got done with. Uh, I, I was there with my wife, and it, I couldn't even hear so much of the stuff. I, I can't imagine what it was like down on the field. Yeah, uh, I probably hear the crowd the most before the game and after the game and on touchdowns. Uh, and while you're playing, you don't even – the fans don't even kind of exist. And not in a bad way, but they – it's just like you're so locked in on your assignment, uh, trying to make the next play, uh, you know what I mean? So – uh, but I definitely felt the crowd uh, when it was needed or uh, when we need to stop on defense, the crowd really, that's, that was our 12th man. So, uh, man, the atmosphere was amazing. Fun game. Yeah, and I found out later that uh, they did third down for what? And I I had no idea. They did third down for what? Yeah, do, do you know what that is even? So instead of turn down for what, he recorded third down for what? And they play oh. it on third downs. I also did it here at Jabari. I was up there, of course. This is my first time hearing that. Maybe the next game I'm going to look out for that. I've never heard that. Yeah. Well, they didn't do it for the first couple games, and somebody told me that they did it at the Florida game, and I said, I I never heard it because also third downs, I was just screaming my brains out. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) That's something I'm going to look into. If The next time, I'm going to have my ear out for for the next time they do it. I don't know what next next game they're going to do it. Well, we play Bama next home game, so it should be. Up next game, but yeah, uh, I'll look out for it next time. I, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Though. Yeah. So, um, you you mentioned you uh, as a kid, you loved Reggie Bush. I want to hear what was uh, just what were sports like for you as a little kid, and then what helped you pick Tennessee? Sports for me as a kid was kind of like my recess. Uh, I was always uh, pretty athletic and gifted. Uh, I grew up around football. Uh, grew up around sports. Had two other brothers as well. My dad. My uncles played football, uh, so I was always around it. And uh, I think what made made me choose Tennessee were uh, days like last Saturday. Uh, I know football. You know what I mean. You you have a lot of control over a football field. Uh, you gotta try to make the best out out of uh, your situation. So I know football that'll be handled by me. That's a that's that's my will. So the biggest thing for me in choosing Tennessee was just the environment and. In the atmosphere, uh, really outside of football, um, how would I enjoy the city of Knoxville? How and how would I enjoy the people, uh, the, the academics as well? So, really, everything not dealing with football uh, kind of helped me choose Tennessee. But everybody knows the, the rich tradition and history of uh, Tennessee football. So, it's just something I want to be a part of. How young did you start playing ball? Uh, I think I started at like I started at like six years old. Yeah. When did you pick? Like really hone in on running back as your position. Probably the first year I played. <laughs> okay. It was, yeah, it was the first year I played. I was always bouncing from basketball, AAU basketball to, to football. I even had played soccer, baseball. Uh, but <clears throat> I chose football in high school where I was just gonna focus on football. But I always was a natural running back. Uh, I always had the ball in my hand. Uh, played a little bit of DB in high school. Was pretty good at that, but I think running back was my calling. Yeah, well, you're, you're certainly having a heck of a season so far. So, what about uh, 
with the the new world of kind of NIL and your chance to interact with folks, I'm curious because there are a lot of guys that just do commercials and some that do more events. Which do you prefer? I don't really have a preference, whatever. Uh, it depends on the deal, honestly. It's, uh, I, I don't mind getting in front of the camera and uh, scripting something or saying something scripted. Or I don't. I, I even like engaging with fans. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know what I mean? But it, I don't really have a preference. I just just embracing everything. It's still very new, kind of. Uh, I've never been a part of something like this where I could uh, make money off of my name. But the biggest thing is I try to just take in the experience and just try to make sure I'm enjoying enjoying the moment and, and getting getting used to meeting new people, you know what I mean? So you never know who you may meet and you never know how they can affect you down the road. Right on. So, hey, I've got a couple real quick questions. I got four that I've written out really quick. And then I just want to get your thoughts on Dick's House of Sport and then and I'll be done. I could let you go. I know you've had a, a busy day. First up, funniest guy on the team. It shouldn't be that hard to answer but a lot of people on the team are funny. Uh, the funniest guy on the team probably uh, – it's a two-way tie, in my opinion, between uh, Elijah Simmons and Jimmy Holiday. Those two are pretty funny to me. Uh, that's on the top of my head. Every, a lot of people on the team are funny, though. Any, any specific stories with those guys? Uh, I hang out with Jimmy. Jimmy's like my neighbor, so I, I, it's not any specific story. Uh, and uh, Elijah, he – when I stayed in Stokely in the dorms, he was my neighbor. So I, anytime I'm with them, I'm just laughing nonstop. So uh, it's not any specific memories. I just I just know when I'm with them, I'm always laughing. That's good. Uh, your favorite running back ever? Uh, Barry Sanders. It has to be Barry Sanders. That's a good answer. How about uh, current running back in the NFL? Definitely DeAndre Swift. That, that, that's somebody I watch film on and try to model my game after. Yeah, you guys are about the same size, I guess, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, what's your hype playlist before the for a kickoff? My hype playlist? Uh, I don't really have a hype playlist. I kind of play like mellow music just because I don't want to I don't want to use too much energy, exert too much energy before the game and forget the assignment because uh, I'm going to naturally get energy from the crowd and the atmosphere. And, uh, just just getting hit. But uh, last weekend I was listening to uh, some old school like DMX. It's a playlist my dad uh, and my brother had made. Like this, like their workout playlist. I listen to DMX, uh, a lot of old school music, a little future, somewhere in that range. Uh, but I don't really listen to, to too much like hype music. But last week I found myself listening to some DMX. I thought that was pretty funny, but it got me uh, pretty ready for the game. Yeah, well, like I heard that Hendon listens to gospel music before. A hundred percent. Yeah, that I listen to a lot of. Guys. Gospel, but in, if in a locker room before the game, you can hear Hendon. Uh, he's in his little corner in the locker singing the, the gospel music, and it, it's just it's just like a pregame ritual, you know what I mean? But uh, gospel music before the game is definitely a mandatory for me. Well, one last thing, yeah, just tell me about your experience at uh, Dick's House of Sports so far. Uh, amazing people. Anytime I come there, uh, great energy. Uh, the main thing is the people there. Y'all have good people on staff there. And the things y'all do for the customers and the kids around there, like the adventure y'all have for me. And I know y'all are very active with the the, the players that or the athletes that, that come through UT. Uh, I think y'all are very uh, active in the community as, as well as in the university uh, sports and, and everything. So, um, man, big props to y'all. Um, are you a, yeah, a, a footwear guy? Are you a, uh, like a, a shoe head, sneaker head? 
100%. Love shoes. What's your uh, Jordans? My favorite Jordans are definitely Jordan 1s, the originals. Yeah. Yes, sir. Cool, man. Right on. Jabari Small, heck of a uh, job so far this season. Best of luck this coming up week with uh, LSU, man. I appreciate it. You have a good day. Thanks, Jabari. All right, so one more time, that coupon code to save you 20% off of any experience at Dick's House of Sport. It is simply HOS Podcast. All caps, all one word. Just enter that as you're paying on the website, and it's going to take the money off right then. Taking a quick look now at some of the big events coming up at the House of Sport. I mentioned the uh, Tennessee Basketball Player event. You're going to play Basketball Knockout with Olivier Cumois and Zakai Ziegler. That is mid-October. Signups are already available. Um, you're going to do that. You can play basketball with them. They do it mostly with kids. They can sign autographs, uh, get some pictures, have a great time uh, just hanging out with those guys. And, and uh, we, we had them here at the store recently, and I can tell you they're, uh, they're, they're so great with the kids. So if yours love basketball, please bring them. They're going to enjoy that. But you want to go ahead and uh, book it before it uh, sells out. We got another baseball NIL event with Jared Dickey, Kirby Cannell, and Christian Scott. That's set for mid-November. We're going to have that up and ready to book very soon, but that one we're sure is going to go super fast. So uh, keep your, your finger on the uh, you know re reset button, refresh button on our website. I um, want to go ahead and let you know that we do have a super fun event planned for October the 30th. It's a Halloween event. Uh, bring your kids out in full costume, and they can interact with a bunch of costumed mascots, actually, uh, like Homer from the Tennessee Smokies, the Carson Newman Eagle, even uh, Chili Bear from the Knoxville Ice Bears is going to be here. Lots of uh, local uh, school teams, elementary schools, high schools. They're all going to bring their mascot out and just interact with kids. Should be uh, super fun. Lots of uh, Halloween games, that kind of stuff. You can now rent our field for birthday parties as well. So for that and our uh, full events calendar, go to dicks.com slash houseofsportknx. Thank you again so much to Josh Jones, Jabari Small, and uh, Mike McBath, of course, for the song on the podcast. I'm Casey. Thanks so much for checking it out. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how sport.